This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 148 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I am talking to Nisha Pai, and we are diving into overcoming obstacles as well as how to network again. I can't seem to stop talking about networking, guys. I think it's because it's really prevalent right now in my own life, in my own business, and I just really understand how isolating it can be. As a blogger, as an influencer, as an entrepreneur, The business that you are trying to run, many people in your everyday life do not understand what you're trying to do. And it is just so important to have people in your life that do understand it. So it did end up coming up in this episode, partly because Nisha is someone from the Charlotte area that I met through a networking event. She actually has a group in the Charlotte area for entrepreneurs and hosts events. And I talk about it in this episode, but I stalked around in her Facebook group for about a year and then finally attended an event, which was just a great opportunity to meet people. It was so inspiring. The person that spoke at her event. We also then, in talking I realized that they are part of the No Tribe, which is another group that I am part of here in Charlotte, just recently started to become a member of. So because of that, we had a couple different connections and it's definitely on my mind and I'm seeing the difference in the way that I feel about my business, the way that I don't have as many, we talk about those ups and downs of a roller coaster of being an entrepreneur and I feel that those lows sometimes can be really low if you don't have someone to talk to about it that understand your business. So having that for me has definitely helped in my business. Now, before we dive into this episode, I want to make sure that if you haven't gotten your ticket for Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy here in Charlotte, that you are absolutely going to want to grab that. It is the premier conference for female entrepreneurs that are looking to grow their online presence. You are looking to scale your business to the next level. If this is you, you're going to want to attend. It is my setup for the conference is based upon me being an introvert. So everything that I do is to make sure that my introverts feel comfortable. We're putting you in a setting where you're going to be put into a group, a mastermind group that you are going to have like-minded women working with you through the strategies that are talked about and taught by the speakers. The speakers are then going to give you an activity to do to implement those strategies, and you're going to put them into practice within your group. So if you are looking for that chance to network and meet people in person, I'm telling you, this is the place to be. You are going to want to grab your ticket. We're going to link to it in the show notes. Again, it is in Charlotte, March 31st through April 2nd, 2020. All right, you guys, let's dive into this episode. Welcome, Nisha, to the podcast. How are you? I am awesome. I am honored to be here. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to get to talk to you. So unlike many of my previous guests or guests that come on, Nisha actually lives in Charlotte. So we have met in person and have done events together. So I am so excited to actually get to introduce you to my audience and for them to know a bit more about you and your business. I am thrilled and honored. Thank you. 
Of course. All right. So will you introduce yourself and your business to my audience? Just tell them a little bit about yourself. Yes, I'm Nisha Pye. I am the managing member of uh, and founder of Pye CPA here in Charlotte. And we are not a typical CPA firm. We, um, I consider our firm um, an outsourced accounting department for small businesses. So um, I act as the controller, CFO, and my staff would be, you know, a staff to your company. Very good. And you also... Um, you do networking events here in Charlotte. That's how you and I got connected is someone had recommended your networking group. That was a Facebook group to me. And I finally bit the bullet and was at an event stalking your group for about a year. How did, when did you start that group? Yeah. So first of all, I love that you were stalking my group for a year and that you came to an event and, um, several people have done that. And that just, that makes me light up to know that, um, at any point in time, someone can jump in because there's an event that sparks their interest. And I started that. I have a passion for entrepreneurs and small businesses. That's not only that's not only who I serve, but I've been. I feel like I've been an entrepreneur or had the entrepreneur brain since I was like five. And um, so I started this group three years ago because um, I don't fit the mold as an ex- extroverted as I am. I don't fit the mold of a lot of leads groups and their leads groups. I feel kind of um, take over Charlotte. And what I mean by leads groups, they're like the BNIs and, and I, I don't know, blocks. And there's different places where you have to pass your business card out and um, you it's, it's, I feel like they're built on scarcity and my, my, personality is built on abundance. So, you know, I was a little disheartened because I got rejected out of a couple of different groups because they already had, you know, CPAs. And I would try to explain, but look, I don't do what everyone else does. I I do something different. Um, So after, you know, after a while of getting discouraged and sort of rejected out of these groups, I said, you know what, I'm I'm just going to I'm going to create one. <laughs> and, um, you know, it has a very nondescript name. I made it Pi Networking Group. And I said one day, three years ago, it was July. And I woke up with this Jerry Maguire mission statement of like how it was going to go and um, what my mission was. And I grassroots put an event out on Facebook with a speaker, made it free. And I had 40 people show up. And I thought, man, I'm onto something, right? Like Charlotte is is hungry for real connection. Yes. And um, I've been running it ever since. I've had almost 40 events. Um, I create the events. It's it's a passion project. So I literally will wake up one day like I did this morning and um, create, you know, think about who do I want to speak at my, at my next event and when do I want that to be? And that's kind of how I do it. I love it. And it was great. It was such a great opportunity to meet other entrepreneurs in the area. And the speaker was fabulous that you have. I was just so inspired. It was great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I try to, um, I feel like if you're part of a group, any group, you, uh, the people who don't align with those values will eventually weed themselves out. And so I feel like people who align to my values are the people that are staying in or sticking in. And I feel like I've collected this amazing group of people. I'm so whatever that I'm like, you want to just kind of hang out on the sidelines for a year? That's great. You want to come to one event? That's awesome. You know, I don't have rules. I just am like, if something inspires you, just come, just come. Absolutely. And I love that about you. So 
you have something really exciting that you have been working on for a while that's coming out relatively soon. You have your first book. Um, We'll get into more detail about that, but tell me the title of the book. It's called Overcoming Ordinary Obstacles, and the subtitle is... um, Hold on, I actually have to look it up. (laughs) I haven't memorized it yet. Um, Uh, Boldly claiming the facets of an extraordinary life. And I kind of had a play on it, ordinary and extraordinary, because when I started writing this book, I realized I haven't gone through anything that, you know, that that no one else has gone through. I haven't gone through major tragedy um, or or illness, and, and I'm lucky for that. But I realized that what I've gone through, a lot of people have, but a lot of people don't talk about it. Um, you know, we're taught in our culture to not, I, I know there's more buzzwords of authenticity and vulnerability, but we're taught to, you know, have this highlight reel. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And I said, ah, that's never been me. You know, that's never been me. So I'm sharing the journey. I love that. So tell me what you mean by, could you define overcoming for me? Yeah. So overcoming to me, I I know it means a lot of different things to a lot of people, but overcoming to me is facing any challenge that comes into your life, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional. And um, first of all, facing it, accepting it head on and finding ways to um, get around it to what your goals ultimately are or finding ways to um, not let it you know, you're going to get shifted in your journey, but finding ways to um, get around it to to your destination. Um, I look at it like a road, right? You're in a road, you might hit a pothole. How do you get around that pothole? You might hit, um, you know, a tree might have fallen onto the road. How are you going to get around that? And it's just having the grit and the determination that you're not going to let a challenge stop you. I love that because part of what I believe is that those potholes that you're talking about are what make us who we are. Everything when we fall forward, we're failing, but we're learning from it and it's making us who we are. So those potholes are actually building into us. And the fact that you talk about how to actually overcome those potholes are so important. So tell me a little bit about your journey with overcoming. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of people when I when I first wrote this book, um, <laughs> had publishers and editors, you know, when they went to go look at my website, they were like, "Man, I hope this book is not about accounting." <laughs> so I said, "Oh no, no, it's it's quite the opposite." And so um, I hit. Uh, I start with my parents' emigration here to the U.S. I'm a first generation Indian woman, born and raised in the South, which. Right there is already a many, many challenges, right? In that one sentence. And so I kind of start with uh, talking about my parents' immigration here so my readers can understand how I grew up. And um, another chapter talks about my own search for identity. My own search for identity was a major obstacle, and it was a major obstacle most of my life. Um, And so uh, I talk about that. I talk about racism. I talk about, um, you know, divorce postpartum depression uh, in a culture, especially that, you know, doesn't believe in divorce Um, and, you know, depression, you know, depression, we talk about that now and how that affected my life and um, getting fired twice in my career. You know, um, I work for the number one accounting firm in the world out of college, um, passed the exam the first time 
as a senior. And I thought, man, I'm, you know, I got my whole life laid out, right? This is what we do at 21 years old. And I didn't. Uh, so, um, and I talk about how to start a business. You know, it wasn't pretty the way I started it. I, I Jerry Maguire out of my firm. You know, I made that a verb because that's what, exactly what happened to me. I took my one big client and um, I talk about that. And I talk about um, love and the barriers we have to love, you know, and finding self-love. Um, and the final chapter um, is is the kicker. Um, it, it was my personal journey to finding God. And I had converted from Hinduism to Christianity a year ago, a little over a year ago. And so overcoming the, the dogma of religion, right? Because I was born into Hinduism. And when you're born into a religion, that's it, right? So uh, that was a major overcome. <laughs> and so, the thing about your book to me is that it sounds like we'll be able to see almost ourselves in the things, in the ways, you know, the, the, the circumstances, the experiences that you have, a lot of us probably could say, you know, postpartum depression, um, all of those different pieces of our lives will be, and, and they're not talked about that often. Right, right. But absolutely. Being able to see ourselves in the book, I think is a, a great aspect to be able to have. When it comes to overcoming, do you think there's specific steps that you have to take in order to be able to do it? I do. I do because, um, you know, unfortunately, I, I run into people who don't take certain steps. And and the step, the major step I think you have to take is one, accepting it. What, you know, what is that challenge or thing? Um, it could be internal. It could be external. Um, you have to accept that it's there, right? Awareness, the self-awareness. And then you have to say to yourself, okay, I have this thing. How am I going to work around it? How am I going to get through it? And I find a lot of people take that thing, the obstacle, and they kind of shove it under the rug or they kind of uh, try to find a shortcut. And I feel my way through every obstacle, right? I think you have to feel your way through and get through it. You just don't like, there's no shortcut. There's no shortcut. Right. Do you think that also, you know, a way that in which you got around it Will I also be able to get around it the same way? You may not get around it the same way, but I have um, what are called reflection questions at the end of each chapter. Okay. And to make, to, to have the reader, you know, go through their own journey, because I feel like we all have separate journeys. We might all have a similar obstacle, but through our lens, like I may look at it differently. You may look at it differently. You may get through something um, easier than me or vice versa. And, um, so I think what I try to do is relate to the reader and say, you know, Hey, do you, have you thought about this? Or did you have this in your life? How did you handle it? You know, differently from me. Right. I love that you said the word lens too, because I have an actual client that's a nutritionist that always tells her clients, I want you to zoom out, zoom out based on what you're looking at and try to decide that what's going to work for you as a person. And I think that's similar idea of like, what, how can you overcome it? What will work best for you, your personality, your history, as far as your background and what you know about yourself. Do you have daily practices that you feel like help you become more resilient? Yes. Um, especially now in my faith walk prayer, that's huge for me. Prayer is huge for me. Um, daily affirmations, right? Of that's, that's the new buzz phrase too, almost right. Like daily affirmations. Um, and 
checking in with a, a best friend or a close person in your life because it's easy to feel like we're going through life alone. Easy to feel that way, especially as an entrepreneur. Yes. And um, and, and I feel like there's, that's why there's a lot of depression rates so high because a lot of people isolate themselves. And I check in with my best friend or my right-hand person on my team, somebody on a daily basis. Yes. And I think that that kind of like check-in just keeps the balance almost to make yes. sure you're on the right path. Yes. I love that you say affirmations. That is actually something that I have a hard time doing, but I've been doing it with my daughters every oh, morning. Good. I will tell them before they either give me a hug as they, we walk to school and then they go down into the school before they go in. I always say, you're kind and smart. You're going to do great things. And my oldest one had to do like probably the first month of school must have had to do an activity where it asked her for traits about herself. Number one and number two were kind and smart. And I kind of sat back and was like, she's hearing me. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. It really is like becomes part of us and part of them when you are saying it to another loved one. Um, So I love that you said affirmations. One of the things for me that I've recently started doing, because I feel like as an entrepreneur, I have one of those brains. It's like a ping pong ball. It just, we do. (laughs) It's horrible. Um, And I always felt like it was always working. I was always on, never had that chance to really rest. So I started meditating and I think that it took me a really long time. It was so hard in the beginning. Because oh gosh, I can't meditate. That's, <laughs> and that's what I thought too, honestly. And just, uh, I use the calm app and it is a godsend because it just kind of walks you through what you need to do as far as the breathing and what to focus on. And her voice is so uh, calming when it comes to it. But yes, definitely those little things that can give you that easier to get through the rest of your day. I think it makes it just so important. Absolutely. Yes. So now with the book comes out, when did your book come out? It comes out. My book will launch uh, January, 2020. I didn't want it launching during the holiday season. Uh, today, I will get the final layout copy. Oh so yeah, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm looking for reviewers. I'm going to pick like 10 reviewers so that I can have people start reviewing the book before it comes out. And, um, you know, so I'm very excited. I'm going to have a big launch party and, and I hope you're going to attend. Um, but uh, I did it specifically to kind of start the new year off, right? So let's start the new year with overcoming. <laughs> yes. So one of the, I want to go back really fast. You said about having that friend that you can go to, that you can yes. kind of in with and I am guessing is it Rebecca for you? Rebecca's one. I have Shell, um, who is my branding marketing person. And um, you know, I I just thank God for them because you know I at any point in time, and there are several others that I, I haven't mentioned, but you know, any point in time I can call, right? And I think it's important that everybody has that person. Yes. And I don't have a you know, I don't have a boyfriend, I don't have a spouse, I don't have a dog. <laughs> You know, my son's in college. So I'm like, who, you got to have a person. Yes. You need to have a person. And those people understand your business too. They're also like some form of entrepreneurs. I think Correct. important too. Is Very it important. can't always be that friend from high school or that friend from college that has no idea what you're talking about. No. Because yeah. they can't support you in the way that, in which you need to be. And my friends group has shifted tremendously in the eight years I've been an entrepreneur because um, and even, you know, when I look to meet somebody, even a partner in my life, I'm hoping to meet an entrepreneur because I feel like we live in such a different 
world. We operate in a different world. Yes. Mm-hmm. We definitely have different mindsets for sure. So I guess one of the questions that I have though then is how do people go about finding those type of people if they don't have them? Um, we talked about how you have a Facebook group and we I was able to find you. I asked in another group. There's all, you know, I feel like Charlotte has a ton of them. That was one of the great things about We now life. have a lot of wonderful groups. Yes, it's amazing. And I think that it made it easier to find you. I think I asked in the Girl Tribe community, networking, who's got a networking group? And your name came up multiple times and that's how I found it. Um, We also both are part of No Tribe. Yes. Which was something that I only got involved in in the last like two, three weeks. It has been a whirlwind for me, um, especially with the launch event and everything that was going on. And that is something that's not... Uh, nationally yet, but it's in different states and in areas already. Yeah, I went to, um, to segue on that, I went to the summit last year in Scottsdale and Sarah Benkin's done such an amazing job. I have met and connected with incredible women from around the country in where no is. Um, I, am, I, I feel like it's important as women that we have a tribe of women, but I created my group specifically to be co-ed yes. and A, to honor my son, But B, you know, men don't have a place, many places of support, right? There's the good old boy network and yeah, they can go play golf together and smoke cigars. But I wanted to have a place for male entrepreneurs um, that was relationship building. That wasn't just like, hey, let me pass my business card out. So I specifically created a co-ed group for that reason. Yes. And you do such a good job of including them. Um, I've noticed that like every time at the event, when I was there, you did a great job of having everybody introduce themselves and explain their businesses and what exactly they do. Um, and I know when I've had a question, like the, inside your group, I was looking for some, a financial planner that was local. I wanted someone that understood S corps. And I asked that and you just tagged a bunch of men, um, that happened to be in the group that did that. And I met with them and that's who I ended up working with. Um, Oh, Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, I you know, I want a place of support for men because they're taught to not be vulnerable or um share, right? And so the space I've created is for them to be vulnerable and to share, um, not just be like, oh, manly businessy, right? So that's that's awesome. Yes. Um so going so no tribe we can talk about um is in starting in Phoenix, is that right? Start in Phoenix. I wanna say two years ago, Sarah started it. Um, she has so many books out now. (laughs) I was looking through all of them afterwards. I know she's got like Calgary, Alberta, Edmonton, because I have a large Canadian audience. Um, and then of course, North Carolina, there's Asheville, Raleigh, definitely, obviously Charlotte. Is there Durham too, possibly? Not yet. Not yet, but I bet there will be. And, uh, I met Sarah eight years ago at a female networking group and, um, business sorority which Mel Miller runs and uh, you know, and I'm just proud to see what she's built and to make it go national is exciting. And I feel like in connecting with people, find what works for you, right? There's a million things out there. I've been a part of so many different things on and off throughout the years. And um, I just, I feel like find where your soul just is inspired. Yes. And I think it is really, it's great to have things virtual, but it's also good to meet people in person and have those connections. Right. 
And I think if you can find it in your vocal area, that was the hard part for me is because I was so used to being in that blogger world that I went to these conferences in Utah and wherever else, but it was hard to find people necessarily like in my community. Um, so finding those type of people in person, I think is just so important. Well, we want you to come out. So come out. <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, if you are looking for still for a conference for female entrepreneurs, um, my Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy is March 31st through April 2nd. So those of you that are listening and are like, kind of like, I want to find a place to go to, um, we would love to still have you come. We still have some tickets left. So we would love that. Um, tell my listeners, Nisha, where are the best places to get in contact with you? Yeah, so you, I have um, two websites. I have my my one which houses my book and my speaking and my workshops. Uh, it's nishapai.com, N-E-S-H-A-P-A-I, and uh, my website piecpa, p-a-i-c-p-a, p-l-l-c.com. That's piecpa, p-l-l-c.com. Um, I'm also a big Instagrammer, so you can find me Nisha Pai on Instagram or piecpa, um, and I'm on Facebook. So. I'm very active all over social media, email, probably too connected, to be honest with you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, um, but I love Instagram. I don't know. I'm obsessed with Instagram. So, um, but those are the different ways you can find me for sure. Perfect. So um, we're going to link to those in the show notes. If you're listening to the episode, make sure that you do a screenshot of it and put it up on Instagram stories. You can tag myself as well as Nisha. Please do. Uh, Right on Instagram, you know, we'll be able to share, we'll share it. And we'd love to connect with you guys to be able to have a conversation with you about what you thought about the episode. Nisha, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I'm so excited about your book coming out and I will absolutely be at the launch. So please make sure to send it. Jenny, thank you. I'm honored to even be on your show and um, to have a voice. So thank you for that, for allowing me to share it on your platform. And um, I look forward for you and I to connect more through no, through pie, through whatever. Yes, I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, there you have it. You are definitely going to want to make sure that you keep an eye out for Nisha's book that will be launching in January so that you can get your hands on a copy. Like I said in the interview, many of the things that she talks about overcoming, we're going to be able to see ourselves in that. And I think we need to be able to walk into and around those potholes as she talked about. You guys, if you haven't grabbed your tickets, make sure that you do for IEA. We are coming up to a point where we are going to be sold out, which is so exciting. But I want to see you there. So make sure if you haven't already gotten your tickets that you do. You guys, I appreciate you all so much for listening in. Take a screenshot of you listening to this episode. Show me what you're doing and tag myself, Jenny, at Jenny underscore Melrose on Instagram, as well as tag Nisha, because she is going to get back to you as well. As you could tell, she's a big fan of Instagram as well. All right, you guys, if you have a chance to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. And I will talk to you all soon. 